We are recording. So here we are again with Mormon Talk. Our episode today, the real Godhead of the LDS Church. And what the hell do we mean about that? We'll reveal that to you in a moment. <laughs> Hang tight. Sus- suspense. <laughs> uh, first of all, and uh, you all waited for it, LDS Church in the news. So, our beloved heroine who is suing the church for the actions of Bishop, Joseph Bishop, she has been attacked. So, she had three major things happen so far. One of them is uh, she has to call 911 or get into the emergency room or whatever because someone somehow got into her house and put Drano in her orange juice. Wow. Talk about a a laxative. That's... uh, That's not good. Uh, and then uh, some night, somebody comes by and puts her car on fire, mm. for hell's sake. And then some guy's hanging around her place uh, late and she, in a hoodie, and she steps outside. She's like, hey, what are you doing? He runs. She runs after him. Some other guy tackles her from behind. She falls and breaks her nose and wrist and something else. So there's wow. pictures of her online with these injuries, and you're just, holy shit, man. Somebody doesn't want her to testify. Uh, of course, we know the real thing, don't we, Dave? This is what happens to followers of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> she brought it on herself. Never she speak out against own. the church. No. Are you kidding? Yeah. I, We're on. not infallible. It's just that we never make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway. That's our little LDS in the news tidbit, followed by another little tidbit. Uh, the LDS ranks are shrinking at the University of Utah, which, you know, people think of BYU when they think of the LDS church, rightly so, but they forget that the University of Utah was kind of the flagship college founded by the church. It, it wasn't BYU until a little later. Mm. that it was founded. And so U of U was the first, that's the college that a lot of the leaders of the church went to actually in the early days. Uh, and so it's significant, you know, uh, statistically that the student body there is shrinking in membership. The, the first two things they affiliate themselves kind of split 13, I think 13 and 13% is, uh, well, that's the second and third. So let me get the statistics correct if I'm going to mention this new thing. Uh, so surveys show about 36% of the students identifying themselves as Latter-day Saints, although more than half, 54%, grew up in the faith. So that's, that's a hmm. good number. And... Uh, Agnostics and atheists are number two and three at about 14% apiece. Hmm. So interesting. interesting. Yeah, interesting. I, I call it a good trend, actually. So there you have it, LDS in the news. 
So let's get back to the topic. Dave, why don't you introduce what is the real Godhead of the LDS Church? If it's not, what should it be? Like God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, right? Well, that's traditionally what we've been taught. But given those things which have the most power over the minds and hearts of the people, it would be more factual to present guilt fear and control uh, as the three members of the godhead uh, in interesting mm. <laughs> that sounds kind of ominous uh, it's the truth yeah <laughs> how so what about okay why fear guilt and control or guilt fear and control what what's going on what, what are we saying there well in order for this uh gospel with a redeemer and atonement to work there has to be sin okay okay so well let's even back up how about how about this doctrine and this is not mormonism alone this this may be the most damning doctrine uh, of all mm. of them and that would be what's called original guilt. Hmm. You show up here on planet Earth and you've already fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how to say that a different way. <laughs> what is that? Hmm. You're born into sin, into guilt. You need to be saved. You're still wearing diapers. You're, you know, and you're, you, oh, wait a minute, not till you're age eight. Okay. Come on. The whole thing. Who divide? Well, we know who devised it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Originally Catholicism. And of course, in any form of Christianity after that includes this need for a savior or redeemer. And we're, we're being saved, saved from ourselves because we cannot measure up to these, uh, these commandments, these laws that apparently God, knowing we couldn't live, provided us with a savior to get it. I, the whole thing, if you can think critically for just a minute, what kind of a God is that? Yeah. What kind of a program is that? No, it's uh, uh, pretty shitty is what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and this guilt issue... So look, let's look back a little bit at how we, obviously, we're going to tie this uniquely to the LDS Church. How does this relate to the whole LDS Church thing, uh, their their unique culture? So there's a unique play on guilt of those three, faith, guilt, and control. Of course, you can use, there's some crossover there. So you can use fear and guilt as a way to control people, which is obviously they're all, how it's used. Yeah, they're all happening at the same right, time, right? And they're all inter, you know, intermeshed with each sure. other, and and you can't really have one with without the other to a certain degree. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah so let's look yeah. at guilt in particular because I think of of what we're talking about here. In my opinion, it's potentially the most damaging. Um, you know, because theoretically you could have control over a population that was not instilled with guilt or 
or with fear. Uh, you could have control in other ways, although you usually at least have fear uh, if you're controlling people. But anyway, because they fear what would happen if they didn't follow your control. Yeah, the consequence. Right, exactly. The so, consequence. But guilt, guilt is a unique little monster in that it affects our self-worth, our self-esteem, and can cause severe psychological damage. So there's a, a very short excerpt here from a psychology source. The feeling of guilt is unique from feeling sad or upset. So sometimes we confuse it, you know, with those things. Guilt often combines feelings of shame, anxiety, frustration, and humiliation. And guilt can majorly mm-hmm. affect our sense of self-worth and self-esteem. So that that's one of the unique issues. It's normal to feel sad. In a way, it's normal to feel a a social guilt, if you will. Oh, I stole this thing, a, right? A twinge I, of guilt. A they twinge call of it guilt, or, right? Yeah, just uh, crap. Conscience. Yeah, conscience, right? Normal conscience mm-hmm. issues. Gosh, I did this thing that most socially and conscious-wise people would say is wrong. And so I, I kind of feel a twinge. I feel guilty about that. That doesn't necessarily impact your self-esteem or your self-worth. And and normally, you know, you're going to do something. We don't like to feel bad normally, and unless we're some kind of a, you know, masochist or whatever, I guess. But, but you, so normally that'll provoke something. Oh, I'm going to go give this back, or I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm sorry, or whatever it is. Right? I mean, that's. Um, we're talking real core monstrous guilt here uh, in in the LDS Church. So one of the things personally that comes to mind for me is this wonderful work of literary beauty <laughs> <laughs> that we were required to read growing up in in my day, and I'm sure it was true for you too. David, it was considered part of the canon of the church. So you had the scriptures, you had, I think, A Marvelous Work and a Wonder, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus the Christ by James E. Talmadge, and you had this wonderful book called The Miracle of Forgiveness by Spencer. Yeah. Yeah, Spencer Kimball. As I recall, it's been just a little while since I turned a page in that book, but. <laughs> It was just a list of sins. That's I mean, essentially, what it is. Yeah, a list of ways to piss God off, things that you need to feel guilty about and therefore need to ask forgiveness. So going back to the candy bar, I just thought of something, you know, let's, uh, did we bring that up? Well, I did brought you? up stealing you, something. Your mind okay, went to the so, candy bar. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because I did that as a kid. <laughs> Okay. Uh, hey, wow, I'm confessing my sins, Father. <laughs> Father, I've I've yes, sinned. Yes, my child. Do you do yeah. you own the store? Why am I telling you as a Catholic priest or as a Mormon bishop that I stole the candy bar? Shouldn't I go to the store owner, apologize, a pay him for the candy bar and learn my lesson? Well, you and, must and do s- that too, my son, but you must also confess to an intermediary man who lives down the street. Mm-hmm. So, 
So if I wrong you close, or anyone... By the way, close the door and tell me, have you ever touched yourself? Uh, what time is it? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I digress. Go ahead. Yeah, I can see how that... <laughs> That has a lot to do with this. Actually, that's how guilt, how early guilt, well, it's before that, but when you're baptized, you know, you, uh, basically you're being taught that now you're capable of sinning and pissing God off and Woo-hoo! you need to take the sacrament every week and, you know, you're clean for about a second until you dry off with a towel and now <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you're, yeah. You got all- Congratulations, kid. Now you can sin. <laughs> Now you can sin officially. (laughs) And then right after that, you're into pre-adolescence and and the temptation of masturbation. Uh And you're being told that this, uh, we we brought this up, a sin next to fuck murder or something. Yes. And and it's the most natural thing in the world. There is nothing wrong with it. Now, if anything becomes a habit... Of course, that's damaging. Well, you just you're just hurting yourself. Yeah, it's if it so, if, if it's compulsory, you really it's all about control. You're losing self self control worth at that self-control, point. Self control, self. And yeah. so, yeah, if something's driving you instead of you driving something, that that's an issue, no matter what it is. Right to your point. So anyway, so you're asked every time, like we we yeah. mentioned before with these interviews about masturbation, about impure thoughts, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're being, you, you're creating this ongoing guilt. And so I don't know what you're supposed to do. Kneel at your bedside at night and ask God to forgive you. You get up in the morning, masturbate again, go ahead and uh, ask him for forgiveness the next night. Gee, I wonder if God's tired of hearing from me. I, I guess I'm just a sinner. I guess I'm a I wonder, piece of shit. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, my friends. I mean, I wonder if they do this because no, it's only me. Probably not. Probably it's only me. I'm just, I'm just shit. Yeah. I'm just way less than, and uh, uh, they're stronger. Star- they're better than me. Yeah, I'm a yeah, piece of shit. You, you would never talk. To your friends no this. You, no no admit it mm-hmm. of course not so i'm thinking about good old alan watts our listeners may or may not know of him just look him up he's a brilliant man he he made a statement it goes right to the core of this he says christianity institutionalized guilt as a virtue wow <laughs> so now it's what an become amazing a good statement thing. what an amazing yeah. quote institutionalized it and it's institutionalized in mormonism from day one uh and so you know as a young child it's so confusing uh to have these physical urges sexual drives that are just a natural part of your physiology and then being told you that you should feel guilty yeah, don't express that. Yeah, those are so evil. Why did why did God play this trick on me? Mm. What kind of yeah the hell's going on here? Talk about a mind fuck, right? I mean, there it is. Uh, yeah, you're these natural urges that you're feeling, this natural uh, maturing of your body as you're going through this phase. That's evil. 
Your body <laughs> is evil. Oh my god. So you yeah. need to, hey, you know, take control over your body, man. Tell it who's boss. It is not allowed to feel these feelings. It's not allowed to uh, you know, to to explore these feelings. Uh, they're not natural. They're sinful. Well, they're natural in a bad way. The natural man is an enemy yeah. to God. It, it's right? part of your fallen nature. Yeah. Um, uh, even though without yeah. it, we couldn't reproduce as a species. Yeah. Hey, I, Father, I have another sin to confess. What is that, my child? Do you, do you have time? I do. For I you, I several always little do. boys waiting behind me. <laughs> <laughs> well, bad. you'll you'll I'm be sorry. behind me soon too, my right. son. I see. Uh, when I was on a, my mission, uh, and I this I I was I'm sure I wasn't supposed to do, but uh, as an assistant to the president, we were split up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's a no no in any other situation. But we were just taking care of things throughout the mission. So we would split up with other zone leaders and oh, whatever. You were, you were special, face it. Yeah. Okay. And you earned that. Mm-hmm. And the hell there isn't a ladder to get there. Anyway, uh, I'm in the office. President's gone. Everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, they had they had basic office hours. Uh, what did we call it? The mission, not the mission home. Whatever yeah. the mission office, yeah, mission home. Um, yeah. Well, and, and uh, I'm there, and I'm just sitting back. And we had the board. We called it the board in the president's office that had every missionary in the field and who they were companioned with, what district they were in, blah blah blah. I'm just kicking back in his chair, and and looking at the board and seeing you know potential transfers coming up, thinking about you know this that the other. And uh, I let Satan whisper to me, "Damn it! Why don't why don't you <laughs> why don't you just open this drawer right here? I wonder <gasps> what the hell's in here. Uh oh. So here's this file. It's the whole goddamn drawer, and it's these files. And I just am peeking at them. I'm like, huh? What the hell? And they're interview files. Oh. And so I had no idea that the mission president or any other authority figure kept records of their interviews. So I pull one out randomly and it's from like seven years before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They kept them that long. Wow. Yeah. Uh, And it's got the elder's name, the, the time and date, blah, blah, blah. And then the issue for the interview masturbation. I'm like, Oh, okay. I get, (laughs) I guess I'm not the only one. Oh, shit. Uh, wow. I Maybe, whatever. So I just like, okay. And I kind of went and pushed the, the thing shut. And I thought, uh-huh. Satan whispered again. And I looked at another oh, file. Dang. Masturbation. <laughs> masturbation. Masturbation. I probably pulled out about, I, I, this is not an exaggeration. Uh. About 20. I just glanced at mm-hmm. them. I didn't care what the elder's name was yeah. or, or sister even. Yeah. What, that No, I'm not quite that sick. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Masturbation. Yeah. Oh, my God. It seems to be a plague. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, these people are in their prime of their sexual yes. life. Yes. And you send them on a mission with a member of the same sex 
and <laughs> you're depriving them of any expression of sexuality. Hmm. Yeah. What's that going to create? Anyway. Well, hey, look, you could compare that. Wait, do you forgive me? Wait, uh, hang on. Do you, do you, you must say three Hail Marys okay. and spend an I, hour I in the soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you know her. <laughs> okay. Oh, hell yeah, Mary. Uh, hell, hell Mary. Oh, my God. Yeah, a nice is, one, Dave. So, uh, and, and child, I, whoop, I dropped my keychain, child, if you could please <laughs> pick that up for oh. me. So I didn't know that you guys were like the Scottish. How come there's nothing under that robe? Oh my God. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I think we're disintegrating here. We got to get we back are, on track. We are. And uh, to the audience, like we even have to say this to you, we make light and we joke about some of these things because uh, otherwise we would be crying, uh, which I have done. Uh, when I think about the damage and the destruction that's happening to people, sometimes yes. starting at a very, well, almost always starting at a very young age. So the guilt part of this conversation, again, is the is kind of the focus, the focal point of our discussion. And, and the damage this does to people, folks, so in the best case... And we talked about some of these aspects before. In in the best case, we're talking about self-loathing, guilt uh, being the, the driver of that, uh, self-esteem, self-worth, damaging, shame. you know, shame, right? Shame is always internalized. Yes. It's not, uh, shame is, is, if you think about it, the aspect of that where it's just a little different maybe than guilt uh, is shame seems to speak about your relationship with your fellow men. I'm ashamed. Mm -hmm. In other words, if there was nobody else there, there'd be nothing to be you would ashamed about ashamed of. You would just feel guilt. Well, and we're talking I, I about know. the unseen audience, of course, here as well. Look, you can try to hide what you're doing and maybe you're good enough that no person physically can see that but look god sees all and so he is always there is always an audience for your shame and so that's part of this issue and then you know so in the best case you create an issue of self-loathing of of deep sadness and despair that you're such a piece of shit that you can't seem to stop from sinning and it doesn't have to be masturbation, whatever it is, right? You're just, look, you're imperfect. Well, damn you, you know, uh, damn you for, for literally making mistakes, literally, right? And uh, you're just, you know, look, let's face it. If you were a little more righteous and a little more obedient, you wouldn't be doing these things. So you're kind of a piece of shit. I'm sorry. You know, that's the best case scenario. The worst case is uh, you really take this to heart. Yeah. God just doesn't love you as much as he does others. Why am I even here? I'm just, just going to end my life at this point. And yeah, it could um yeah. Yeah, and it's look folks, we've seen speaking of statistics, huge numbers especially of the LGBT youth in the church. 
God just doesn't love me quite the same as he loves these other children, these other people. Why am I even going through this? Why am I sticking around, man? I'm checking out. And they have, and they do, and they are. And it is a travesty. So how how is that really any different than murder? I mean, you didn't plunge a knife into this, well, not a physical knife, mm. into this person's heart or whatever. Think about when we were disciplined as children, this came to mind as you were speaking there, you would be told, you know, you'd be punished, yelled at, maybe beaten. Yep. And then told to go to your room and think about it. Hmm. Oh, you get to go and fucking ruminate on this bullshit mm-hmm. until you feel sufficiently demoralized. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Th- think about that. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. Go think about what a piece of shit you are. Yeah. It's pretty fucked and, up. And just, you know, soak it up, man. <laughs> Get into it. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, hate yourself for a while. That's always healthy. Yeah, God wants uh, that. And the church is pretty good at that. So funny thing about the miracle of forgiveness, uh, terrible, terrible book about it. And, and really the biggest driver, the recurring theme is guilt, 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 guilt. Look, mm-hmm. look, girls, uh, you know, if you get, if you're, getting raped uh number one what were you wearing why is this somehow your fault and number two uh hey look you better let yourself be killed rather than being raped um yeah that was your get spencer kimball oh yeah that explicitly that's right and and look if you if you didn't fight hard enough so that the guy ended up killing you and he just raped you instead uh oh man you're you're kind of a piece of shit for letting that happen why did you let that happen How messed up. And and I mean the whole book is just full of this shit. Yeah, there's a huge section on masturbation and what a monster that makes you. There's a huge section on, you know, I mean, every everything, man. You know, well, but look, the miracle is that you can be forgiven, you lowly piece of shit. So, but you've got to feel sufficient guilt. Look, if you're not feeling guilty about this, something's wrong with you. Uh so you know. Let that guilt just saturate you. Yeah, yeah. Swim in it. I watched a little clip. A priest from the, uh, well, actually, I I can't be sure if he was Catholic. From the way he spoke, I'm I'm assuming it doesn't really matter. But he said the church, so that's why I think he was Catholic. Hmm. He says the. This is a priest with with his collar on, being interviewed. He said the church created hell as a control mechanism of course he yeah it's obvious to us but that's interesting that he would say that yeah he still apparently act i don't know how he wasn't excommunicated he says that's and that's when he started to talk about you know a functioning society is one in which if i offend you any degree of offense, okay, I should go to you and make amends, ask forgiveness, do whatever you can to create 
peace again, not ask some fictitious man in the sky or pay more tithing or say some Hail Marys or whatever. How is that? How does that work? How is that uh, creating a functioning society? So I, I brought that up twice now, mm. but it, it's uh, the control part of all of this. Why do we need religion at all? Let's go back to that idea. Can't we just learn as people with a conscience? And of course, there are some born basically without one, or so it would assume appear to be. Uh, and there's there's going to be train wrecks everywhere. But how does religion make it any better? That's my point. Yeah. That's, how does guilt, yeah. shame, and fear of some afterlife in hell make anything work better well look Holy look crap. we're all pieces of shit and so the only way <laughs> that you can control us is with fear and guilt and so that's right. you know we're fallen that's right born in look, sin look sorry, it's been proven nobody can make any good decisions in life and you can't have a good moral society that respects each other unless you've got religion to make everybody afraid of hell come on david get with the program here I'm I'm slipping. Yeah. I got another experience. This one is very uh profound for me. I was uh a hellraiser as a kid. Didn't want really anything to do with the church. Um and so were all my friends and that, you know, that's typical. Mm. I think it when I was a priest, there were 16 members, I remember this, 16 members of our priest quorum. Wow. Every one of us smoked pot. <laughs> Every one of them. So we're all, the shit is spread pretty wide, I guess. Anyway, yeah, that was my, that was my growing up. And of course I went out, I left home, I bumped my head, I did some Mm. things and I thought, well, you know, life is not turning out that good. Maybe God needs to run my life. Maybe I should give this Mormonism thing a shot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I repented went on a mission. And as I'm going through the temple for the first time, they've got me in these, these funky Freemasonic gowns and things. Mm -hmm. And I'm in what I think was referred to as a prayer room or kind of a waiting room. Mm -hmm. And they're on the wall in great big letters. And I'll probably, I'm sure I'll forget the verse, but section 84 of the doctrine and covenants, the oath and covenant of the priesthood Mm. And it included the the verses that said, and should anyone turn from this, there is no forgiveness of sins in this life or in the life to or come. in the life to come. Mm-hmm. Scared the living shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I let that go in really deep. And what did I say to myself? I'm sure, among other things, I'll never turn away from that. No, never, never. Well, it's a good control mechanism. It's a good way to keep people paying tithing. That's for sure. Um, Get them in the temple. Yeah. So, you know, look, uh, guilt. Oh, back to the miracle of forgiveness. Same thing as guilt. Uh, It's kind of going out of print. So the the hardback is out of print. The soft cover, when Deseret Deseret Book was asked about it, uh, they said something along the lines of... uh, we're just, you know, they're they're letting it, they're letting all the copies be bought, and it's in uh, perpetual, kind of like 
back order status, like they're not going to print anymore. So, so what's happening is they're we're letting we <laughs> the church <laughs> is letting this monstrosity slowly disappear into the annals of time, as it mm-hmm. you know where it belongs. Uh, but that's interesting, isn't it? And and we're seeing a lot of this in the church where, you know, yeah. as we look at this now, hey, this may have been an okay message in the 60s and 70s and even the 80s, but yeah, there's so much information out there now that shows what kind of bullshit this is. We're just going to quietly let that one disappear. <laughs> You know? Well, you know, God, God is trying to keep up with the times. Okay, yes. And, yes. And, and bottom line, I'm, I'm going to hit it again. When you're hemorrhaging members like the church is, mm. you're going to do whatever it takes to keep those kinds of things, books, ordinances in the temple, whatever, interviews with kids, all the things that are pissing people off, pushing them away. You're just going to get rid of them. Damage control. And of course, yeah. It, it was a revelation. Of course, we don't. We know well, that. Well, you can't okay, push. So. Look, uh, look. You cannot push the brethren into revelation. God will give it when He wants. Now, it's just coincidence that changes have been made and revelation has been received right after or right in time with these complaints that are happening. But that's just coincidence, and we're not going to do it when you ask us to. We may do it a day or two after, <laughs> but but you know you're not pushing revelation. We are. Look, we're the twelve. Okay, we we have our calling and election made sure. No, we didn't exactly see Jesus, but you know, yes, I know that's what Joseph Smith said. The calling and election was. It, never mind that. Joseph was kind of up in the night. Um, hey, look, we've moved on, according to Gordon B. Hinckley. That's in our past. Uh, we've moved on. You know, it makes me think of something. That's a blip on there's the radar. Certain, yeah. Yeah, blip. Yeah. There, There's a certain group of people, and maybe one or two of you are listening now, um, that want to fix the church. Yeah. And they are saying, you know, when they change this policy, when they get rid of that, when they do this, when they update that, the church will be nice. Doesn't work. It doesn't work because of their own doctrine of an unchangeable God, first of all, Mm. and that it was based on revelation from God from the very beginning. That's right. That's right. So if there's a bunch of bullshit in the past, your foundation is a, a, a manure pit it's not that's right i mean that's right it, you can't step out of that manure no it's all over your boots no. and your whatever. no and that's how i would sum up uh an episode where we're we're mostly focusing on this this damaging concept of guilt in the church that would be uh this this idea that even if tomorrow so we're still doing inappropriate interviews in the church, right? So, but but even if tomorrow all of that changed, look, everything suddenly there were revelations, okay, if you want to call them that, instead of uh, reaction and damage control, the, there were revelations that came from whatever. <laughs> Rusty tokes on a little more peyote pipe or whatever, and and we get we changed all the bullshit issues in the church 
And from tomorrow forward, anybody joining the church or existing members, you know, in the church, it's all good. Let's say all that happened. It goes right back to your point, David, from the beginning. You couldn't still call the church good because you would have to, or true, right? Because you'd have to look back at the beginnings, which as you stated, you're, you're building a foundation on this huge pile of bullshit and damage and death and guilt and dismay and contradictions and on and on and on and on. So you you can't, when that's your foundation, you can't suddenly make the church good because the the church by its very nature came from God from the beginning. And if you don't believe that, then it can never be good enough. You know, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's an issue that everybody has to come to terms with. So I'm, I'm thinking about our audience and, and again, our goals in, in making these podcasts, uh, partially and probably predominantly is obviously to help people help, help people. What they're going to make your, I'm going to address you audience, going to make your own decisions in your own time, in your own way. Um, and we're not presenting again, a lot of information here that isn't to, to be found elsewhere. Yeah. It's our, our, personal take on these things where we're at what's our motivation i'm just a reminder we're here to help you help it's painful to transition the the church cannot be fixed the only thing that's going to produce anything of real happiness based on genuine happiness Mm. (laughs) and not some promise held out for another life is to leave. That's right. Leave that's it. That's right. Okay. So, but that's not easy. So we're here to try to help uh, in whatever way we can. That's right. Um, I agree, of course. And when you leave it, which many listeners have already, uh, you still have this process that you have to work through, right? This huge deprogramming process. When you've been mind fucked for in in some cases decades, depending on your age, uh, or even you know even if you're young, there's all sorts of issues you have to deal with, right? In in most cases, somebody you're related to is still a believing member. You have that relationship to deal with, and we should do an episode on that on how to how to maintain or deal with relationships mm-hmm. uh, with yeah. with still believing members. When they're a family or a friend or a loved one, whatever, right? And uh, yeah, huge. it's huge. And so we're also trying to address some of that stuff and and just kind of help you mentally go through uh, this process. And a lot of our take and our our flair or our style, if you will, is just to kind of you know, yeah, we poke fun at it, we criticize it, we we are are condemning these behaviors and these teachings. And and I think that's part, that's just part of our personalities. It's also part of the process of, you know, yeah, you're okay. Pointing your finger back at it and saying, you assholes, you know, for deceiving me, you assholes for doing this damage to people. 
I am gonna be I am gonna be angry at you and I the yeah. anger is therapeutic. Yeah. I don't try to hold it no. in. I mean you don't want to be completely reckless about it and and go burn down a church or something. Wait a minute, how much gasoline do you have in the Never we'll mind. talk about that after the show. Uh, okay, okay. Uh no. Uh that's just it. Is there a place where you can go, mm-hmm. where you can vent, where you have someone to talk to? Yeah. Maybe maybe just hearing some of the things we have to say allows you the opportunity to to think about these things. We're initiating a process. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for riding uh, this little train with us on the True Godhead of the LDS Church. And uh, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back to it, Dave. I've got a, a mass to attend followed by a state conference. I'm kind of doing both Catholicism and Mormonism. I'm okay. playing the odds. Did you get your did you get your rosary beads? I said I them, did. Uh, Those Tuesday. are beautiful. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, bet, it's man. good to play the odds. Yeah. I figure either the Catholics or the Mormons have it right. And so I'm just playing both. And what are you going to ha- do if you get up there and it's Protestants? Wouldn't that well, be Well, Mormonism is kind of <laughs> Protestant, right? I mean, it's, uh, uh okay. I, I'm playing it. You got it I'm covered. playing it. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's take yeah. uh, my parting thought yeah. here. Let's take the founder of this hoax. Let's look at his name. Joseph Smith. Okay. Junior. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joseph Smith. Just take the S in front of Smith and pop it on the back end of Joseph with with an apostrophe. <laughs> right. What do you right. have? <laughs> Joseph Smith. Myth. Yes. Yes. So it's it was a fabrication from the beginning and that in and of itself could be harmless not in this case. It has harmed thousands of lives. We're here to do whatever we can to just make it go away. Yes, I agree. And (laughs) shine a little more light on it. And um, couldn't have said it better myself, bro. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you again next week. Have a great week in front of you. And um, yeah, signing out. Dave, as always, the final word. Love you guys. All right. Love you all. Thanks, guys.